So then, discipleship, trusting God, since the way of Jesus is different from that of the leadership of the Pharisees, since the way of Jesus, since his way, his form of discipleship is different than the biggest majority of Christendom in America today, then we must understand the nature of discipleship as defined by Jesus. It's crucial. Jesus teaches his disciples concerning his methods. Now, Jack, this is how you're going to help me remember this. Let me show you how to do this. So I, Because, I, see, it's not in my notes. It's not, not on here. It should have been, but it's not. John chapter 14, Jack, uh, verses 12 and 13 and 14. That's how you're going to remind me to explain what I'm talking about before I get through with this thing today. Jesus' methods, Jesus' methods, Jesus' methods. If we want Jesus' results, we need to use Jesus' methods, don't we? There is always the constant pressure on the church, on believers, to conform to the world and its system. That will always be there. We are oddballs, church. We march to the beat of a different drum. Our morals, our ethics, everything that is so vital to us is different than the world. And the world doesn't understand that. But we must understand that and how to live with that. Peter fell prey to this temptation. Jesus, on one instant, way to go, Peter, yeah. And then Jesus says, oh, and by the way, Peter, following me could lead to a cross because that's where I'm going. Peter said, oh, no way. No way. I'm not receiving that. That ain't from God. Some of you this morning, before I'm done, you're going to say, where's he coming from? But you just stay with me, okay? I'll be scriptural. Peter fell prey to it. So has the church today. They have succumbed to that pressure from the world to be like the world. And as a result, they are like the world. I don't want to be like the world. I want to put all my trust in God, and so I'm going to spell it out for you. It's the attitude of self-reliance that results in doing God's work by purely human means. It is pressure to produce results, drawing large crowds, fund large budgets, using slick advertising, build large sanctuaries and large buildings to attract the attention of the world and gain its support. Now that hits hard, but it's true. I knew of a church that was doing great things for God. They were having three services to accommodate the crowds because their sanctuary would only seat 2,000 people. They were doing great things for God. People were coming to the Lord. Miracle signs and wonders were taking place in their midst. They went just outside of town and built a huge 10,000 seat auditorium. I attended a revival there where there were four or 5,000 people nightly. God was doing awesome things. You've been there, David. That church is no more. It's easy to get off track. It's easy to allow the philosophy and the, and the pressures of the world to reshape our minds if we don't allow the Holy Spirit to have preeminence and have control and move in and shape us and change us and knock us off of our pedestal once in a while. Because we get so confident and so cocky. It would do a lot of preachers good today to do some carpet time. When you get too proud to do carpet time, your deacons need to lay hands on you suddenly. Amen? Discipleship is trusting God. All the while, the message of Jesus about denying yourself, taking up your cross, is downplayed, if not left out totally. Now, again, some of you are thinking about suffering for Jesus and taking up your cross, and you've got a, you've got a mental picture in your mind, and I'm going to blow it right out of the water. Before I'm done today, you're going to have a whole different picture of what it means to suffer with Jesus. 